Hello, welcome to the Living Open podcast for mystics and seekers. I'm your host, Erin. I'm a Philly-based healing artist, and this is a podcast to support your healing journey. Hello, my friends. Welcome back to the Living Open podcast for an episode on being in devotion to creativity, interconnectedness, and moving through life in more spacious ways with Nadia Payan. Nadia uses she they pronouns and is an educator, speaker, artist, third culture human, and Montessorian whose life is filled with reverence towards creativity as a pathway to healing and power. They explore and cross-pollinate their own creative expression with her experiences as an early childhood educator, a spiritual practitioner, and artist. You can really hear in this conversation that reverence that she has, and it's really, really beautiful. This also feels like the perfect time for me personally for a conversation about spaciousness and slowness as I'm just returning home from spending a week in California with one of my very best friends where our whole week was spacious and slow and soft, just eating really good food and having slow mornings, stretching and drinking matcha, watching the sunset over the ocean, being in the magic of Joshua Tree and really taking that all in, floating around in the hot tub under an avocado tree, under the setting orange moon and the stars, just talking about life and being in connection. Um, it was beautiful and it felt like such a reset and a reminder of like, oh yes, this is how I actually desire my life to feel full of connection and spaciousness and beauty. Um, so it feels lovely to share this conversation with Nadia with you now, which is really in alignment with that. We talk about cycles of death and rebirth, being held through decay and asking for support, the interconnectedness of all things, moving through life more slowly and in more spacious ways, what Nadia has learned about life and creativity from working with and spending time with children, seeing the world in different ways, being in devotion to creativity, the power of creativity, being indoctrinated into thinking creativity isn't part of us and it's something that we gain versus be and embody, embracing creativity as reclaiming power from capitalism and other systems of domination, expanding what creativity means, and witnessing art making. So I hope you enjoy this conversation with Nadia. Her energy is impeccable so please soak it up enjoy and before you do just a gentle reminder that you can check out the religious trauma workbook if that is of interest to you at the link in the description it's a 110 page digital workbook full of prompts reflections meditations rituals and somatic exercises drawn from my personal experiences with religious trauma and healing as well as my work as a breathwork facilitator and energy worker and writer and it's intended to help you deprogram heal and reclaim your autonomy from dogmatic religion 
I'm also hosting an erotic poetry writing class where we come together to embody and connect with pleasure, heal around pleasure and sexuality through writing erotic poetry together on November 30th, and the link for that is in the description as well. Would love to see you there if that feels good. Okay, here's my conversation with Nadia. I always love to start the show by hearing about your journey, so... Tell us everything you want to share about your journey with healing and creativity and how you've gotten to this moment in your life. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) So I was born. No, I'm Um, I'm sure a lot of people start there. I would say, um, well, we were, I I think I'll go backwards in time. So we were just before, (laughs) before you hit record, we were just chatting about um, transformation and how it's not the cutest. (laughs) And it is absolutely gorgeous at the same time. And I do feel myself in this moment in time, um, as we record this, I'm approaching my, the closing of my 37th year on this planet and the beginning of my 38th. Um, I think that's, I always get confused. I have a father who is like, no, year one was zero to one. And so when you're one, you're actually kind of like two. And so I think about that. Yo, everybody, I'm turning 37. Someone let me know what that means. Am I 37? Am I 38? <laughs> I never what thought about that. That's so funny. <laughs> it's a very, um, it like there's different systems. So it's a different system. And part of my education was uh, a French system of education. And also I was um, born and raised in the United States. Um, and so I had quite a bit of American education as well. Like, actually, all of my education was in the United States, <laughs> but part of that American education was actually following a French system as well. So they combined two. Um, so I, I get confused now. I'm like, what year is it? Time is an illusion. Uh, true, so that's just true. <laughs> yeah, that's just the reality. So I would, I would say that right now, usually um, a dear friend of mine told me that 50 days before your birthday are like the hardest days of the year or something mm-hmm. like that. And 50 days after like the most joyous, cause you're reborn days mm-hmm. of your year. And so right now I'm closing in on those last days in whatever age I am and I'm feeling it. My things are falling apart. And actually I was, as we were chatting and we were like, wait, we've got to press record. Um, there's a quote that that I posted recently on Instagram for for Aligned Visionaries, and I'd like to share it here because I think it's yeah. it's by Martin Prechtel, who I'm calling in as a as a teacher. I hope to be in his school one day. Um, he's a writer, an artist, and a teacher, and he writes or his words. I I don't know the context of them, but um, it's this: the secret of village togetherness and happiness had always been the generosity of its people. But the secret to that generosity was village inefficiency and decay. The house of the world, like our village huts and our human bodies, no matter how magnificent, is not built to last very long. Because of this, all life must be regularly renewed. If a house is built too well, so efficiently that it is permanent and refuses to fall apart, then people have no reason to come together. Though the house stays together, the people fall apart and nothing gets renewed. 
And I feel like I'm in that. I'm like, everything's falling apart. And therefore all of me is getting renewed. And so mm-hmm. I'm, I, I come with that energy very alive in my system. Mm-hmm. And, um, I'm very humbly because yeah, it's, it's not the cutest, uh, or the most linear or the most logical. And, um, and it is my, my state and it mm-hmm. has been for years, but I'm, I'm really feeling it extra right now. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm really feeling it extra right now. And to link it to creativity, creativity is non-linear living to mm-hmm. me. It's, it's a way of life that, that embraces more um, abstract and cyclical ways of experiencing life and energy and everything in between. Mm. Yeah. That's so beautiful. <laughs> I want to, <laughs> I like want to dig more into this transformation and the decay piece with you. Cause we were talking before recording, like this entire year for me feels just like so much decay and sprouting too and seeds and it's happening at the same time and interconnected and interwoven. And it's really intense. Um, how do you like hold yourself through the decay and make space for like grief and the feelings that might come up around that? Like, what is that like for you? I don't, (laughs) I don't hold myself. Other people hold me. Mm. Um, There are times where, and I think this is something that I've really, I see it now more and more like on social media tiles, but Really, I learned it more so, learned two really big things from my mom, who um, her, she moved to the U.S. as an adult to, and so did my dad, actually. And um, her, her origins are from Morocco, which is in the northern part of Africa. And um, it's a d- very different type of culture, and, and uh, the orientation is just different. It's, it's more group oriented and more, um, yeah, it's less individualistic than American culture and, uh, by a lot. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, and I say this, I think there are, I think there's beauty in all of it because I, I am a combination. So, um, the things that she shared that I have taken in, I'll say this, this way that she shared with me through living her life and me being a part of her life is um, that no one does anything alone. Mm-hmm. And um, the other one is that no one is disposable because no one does anything alone. So therefore we can't get rid of one another. That doesn't make mm-hmm. sense, right? And mm-hmm. so even if I am physically alone, like sobbing or feeling angry or whatever, uh, I can still reflect on how, what ways am I being held by my community, even if I'm in my physical aloneness in that moment? Mm. Um, and then if I do need someone, can I resource that? And in what ways? So that might be uh, connecting to the earth, going mm. out in nature. That's, the, that's my home planet holding me, right? That's not me doing things by myself. Mm. I can reach out to a loved one friend, mentor, guide, be like, yo, I'm going through it right now. (laughs) Can someone hold me, please? (laughs) (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. And someone's bound to say yes. Like, yes, actually, I've totally got the capacity. Things are, you know, 
I'm free in 20 minutes. Come, come over, come through. Or if they're not physically here, like I'm free to be a listening ear. You cry on the phone with me, my friend. It's all good. So yes. Does that answer your question? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is it easy for you to ask for that? Have you always known how to do that? No. I think yeah. uh, <laughs> 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 um, no, that takes practice and courage mm-hmm. and a lot of resilience because again, uh, I grew up in the United States and the culture here is one of, I would say for the most part, pretending like we're doing things on our own <laughs> and, um, and at, you know, at least trying to doing our best to keep up the facade. And there's something that can open up. I think when, um, you know, I've just fallen apart enough times in my life and been held mm. kicking and screaming. Right. So like me being like, no, no, I got this. <laughs> I've got this, <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> um, doing that whole dance. I've done that quite a lot in my life. And I don't, I can't tell you exactly when there was no like, and then this pivotal moment happened and blah, 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 blah. Like, I don't think I have that. I think it was just a culmination of going through that process enough times. And to the point where I was like, if I don't admit to myself that someone's there to catch me in some way, shape or form that I could not have expected Mm -hmm. and that it could have just gone a little bit smoother. And maybe I wouldn't have had to suffer in the same way if I had just asked ahead of time and it would be less stressful on everybody involved. Cause like, they could be like, yeah, I can help you out with this in this way. Oh, thank you so much. Like now I know I'm covered there. Like, <laughs> You know what? Um, it's um, it takes a lot of courage to, to, to say that I think in the context of being in the United States in other contexts, contexts, I don't quite know because I'm not there. So mm-hmm. that's what I would say is like in the context that I live in, which is the United States of America. Um, I think it takes a lot of bravery and courage to say like, hello, me over here falling apart casually. Anyone want to help me out? I can use help in these ways. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You'd, you would be surprised mm-hmm. because if, if the thing that I would say for, I know we're having this like conversation between you and me in this moment. And there are, there's other conversations happening in people's minds right now as they're listening. Mm-hmm. And, um, and if I'm, if we're really lucky, I'm always like hoping for this. Multiple people are listening to this and perhaps even pausing and, and having discussions of their own, you know, that's the that dream. Be, yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, but what I think about is when I work with children and I work with children more or less between the ages of two to six years old as well as the work that I do out in the world, which whatever that is, um, we'll go to that later, (laughs) but they are amazing at making me realize that we want to help Mm. for the most part. Like, one of the best things I can do in an early childhood education environment is say, oh, I think I need some help. And it's basically like, I mean, in our environment, there's 12 children, but like, let's say 
half of them will show up and be like, I'm ready, ready to go. I can help. I can do this. I can do that. And, mm. you know, um, that their guidance has opened me up too. And I've been working with children for the past like three years, mm-hmm. very, very hands-on and um, yeah. And uh, hands off for much, much longer, but yeah. Realizing that I'm like, well, this is like a core part of being human is mm-hmm. the, the willingness to offer a helping hand. And um, when I zoom out and I think about the interconnectedness interconnectedness of all things, someone is well-resourced at all times. Mm. And so in a moment where you, I'll speak for myself, where I might not be resourced in a certain way, um, somebody else is. And so I can count on that. Mm. Now, is it equally accessible for everyone, et cetera, et cetera? No, we're not living in a equal world right now. Um, I don't know what that would even look like, but we are, I do trust that we're living in some type of harmony at all times, that that's the natural way that things are. And, um, and so that also means that there's a responsibility for myself to understand where I'm well-resourced and in which ways I can also help. And we're doing all that whole dance all the time. Right. Mm -hmm. So I may be well-resourced in certain ways. So I'll I'll just make up an example. Perhaps in one moment, I'm under-resourced in terms of my stress and extremely well-resourced in terms of my finances. And so I might reach out to someone and say, I really need something to help me relieve this stress. Can someone help me? And I'm grateful to say I have a lot of people in the healing arts in my life that offer, that have dedicated their entire lives to this. They have services that they can offer. And so they can be like, uh, yeah, (laughs) all the healings all the time. Um, and then I can be financially resourced and say, sweet, count me in, send me the invoice. Like, where's the, where's the link, you know, whatever. (laughs) And, um, and that's a really, really simple example Oftentimes things are much more complex and I can, I can offer an example of that too, but mm -hmm, I think that that's a good place to start. Yeah. I mean, when you're saying that, I'm just like picturing these interconnected webs and how it feels. Yeah. Like literally like a net, like that image of like how we all weave together and with our, how we're resourced in each moment or not resourced and the connections between all of those things. And that feels like, I feel like so much of our culture here in this country is lonely. Like you're saying, it's so much about like you as an individual person and like needing to take care of yourself. And like, that's part of it. Like I want to take care of myself too. Um, But I think that feels so lonely and sad too, to feel like it has to be just me all the time. And that's impossible also. <laughs> it's like you said, like pretending that we have to do it all or that we can. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think it's more that. <laughs> yeah. that or that we can, or that we can, we can't, we're not built that way. No. Yeah. And when you say like talking about the kids and your work with them, I'm just picturing my godson who I love so much. And he's like a year and a half old and 
I like hadn't really made this connection before, but as you're talking about this, I'm picturing him in the kitchen and the way that he loves to help and he wants to scoop and mix and he wants to work the blender and he wants to help his mom, my friend do cooking and cleaning and he wants to vacuum and stuff. Like he literally wants to help and he is a baby. (laughs) Um, And you know, what's beautiful about that. And this is, I love that you brought this up and because that child sounds right on time. <laughs> but um my my um what's the word my training in uh I'm trained in as a montessorian so the montessori methodology of of um education and the whole process is that so maria montessori actually did not believe in teaching mm. um she would say that we were not teachers, we are guides, Mm. guides or directors, directresses, right? Because at that time, basically educators and femininity, and to this day, they're just very enmeshed, Um, femininity as a gender. And, And that really stuck with me because the whole point is to follow the child. That's like a really popular saying in that world, right? Mm-hmm. So, oh, what do we do? We follow the child. We follow the child. So they let us know what they're up to and we support it. And so what that child is actually doing, what your, what your godson is actually doing is in making, in supporting his willingness to help, actually what is being reinforced is his independence. Mm-hmm. And when you think about that, then my brain kind of like explodes and my heart breaks open because I'm just like, wait, in that child's assertion of their independence, it takes the willingness to say, I am resourced in this way. I can take three more minutes and have you use the dustpan instead of me because it's going to take longer because the motor skills are not quite there yet because the brain and body are still very much in process of being formed. And, um, and, and if you've got that space, gift it, right. You Mm -hmm. might just be like, not in a rush. Go ahead. You go on with your bad self. Pick (laughs) up the the thing that you spilled on the floor. (laughs) (laughs) Helping me in the kitchen. Like you made a mess. You can pick it up. It, t- it might take 20 minutes mm. as opposed to your five, but that is you being like, I am resourced in this way in patience and in time. I have mm. the patience. I have the time to give you. And he's saying, great. I have this developing skill to help out <laughs> and all things get reinforced, right? The interdependence, the independence and the dependence because he is mm. still dependent. So Yeah. Yeah, the time part is something else I found so beautiful and being in relationship with them. And when I go and visit, I think of it as being on like baby time, but it's inspiring because I want to be on that time also, not just when I'm with a baby. Yeah, but it's like there is spaciousness and like we might want to take him to the swings because we think that he's going to enjoy that. But he's actually really interested in the grass on the way and it's like a wandering and it's so beautiful and curious and such a different way of exploring the world and how we usually are as adults. And we're like, we got to do this and we got to do this. And it's so like goal oriented. And I'm curious if 
like I'm sure there is, but I'm curious what else maybe you learn from working with kids and what inspires no. you <laughs> by then. <laughs> um, they are, uh, I, I've said this before, I'll say it again. Um, they are definitely at this point, like they teach me about life mm. and spirituality um, and what it means to be present. They're the best, right? Because for them, a minute lasts a lifetime. <laughs> they just, you know, they haven't, I'm working with a three-year-old. So I have a lot more backed up information in my brain and in my heart and in my, in my body for having been just around longer. Mm-hmm. And uh, they're in the process, like we're in different parts of the life cycle. I'm in the process of decay. They're in the process of growth. And it's very cool to get to interact if I'm willing to stay aware of those things, granted, sometimes I put my teacher hat on and I'm like, we got to <laughs> learn our sounds friends. <laughs> Otherwise, because part of, part of the, part of the responsibility of having the resources that I have, which is I know how to read. I know how to write. I understand the concept of zero numbers, one through 10 additions of, you know, mathematics. And these are, um, fundamental skills that they're going to need to navigate the modern world. And so they can share with me their knowledge, which is embodied and um, completely around what it is to be fresh on this planet, right? Like I'm new here. What's up? What's everybody (laughs) up to, right? Never been here before. Maybe I have some of them. You're like, nah, you, (laughs) 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 uh, who are you? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Um, but some of but this is their first time in that in this specific configuration, right? With this mm-hmm. specific. So they are new here. And um and so we get to have this exchange. And I think that as much as possible, as long as when you interact in your baby time, that you get to remember that you have as much to learn as you have to give you know, as much to learn as you have to share, the rest just falls into place and you'll, you'll receive and they will too. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. As you're saying that, I'm like, oh, I forgot I even have anything to give Riv besides my unconditional love. Cause I'm just like, he is so wise. So I much. learned so much from him. <laughs> you are also sharing a lot with him. And even just, um, I think it's cool because we forget that the simplest things that we take for granted is new and fresh information for them. Mm-hmm. And so even I remember one day we were on the playground, which is actually the backyard of my parents' home. The oh. school is in my parents' house. That's why I said hands off for much, much longer. It's, it's a core part of my life. And, um, and I remember at one point they have a big Oak tree in the back. They, there's actually a few Oak trees on the property and at one point I saw a child do something. I don't remember what it was. This was years ago. And I just said, don't you see, this is an alive thing. The tree is alive. And they're like, wait, what? (laughs) Minds were blown. I know Mm -hmm. they were just looking up. Like I said, look at it. (laughs) Cause it's a big tree. It must be around a hundred years. I was like, it's older than me. And you all think I'm pretty old. They're like, yeah, you're grown up. Uh, it's older than you for sure. 
Um, it might be a hundred years old. We're not super sure. That's how old it is. We don't even know how old it is, is how old it is. And they're like, whoa, and it's alive. And they're just like, what? It's alive. This tree is alive. Yes, it's it's alive right now. Right now. Mm-hmm. Just moves differently than us, talks differently than us. Is it a human being? No, Miss Nadia. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a tree. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That makes me think about too. Um, I've started to learn how to draw and mm. I took a drawing and painting class. I've I express creativity in different ways, like writing poetry is a lot Mm. of it. And I write, but I've been so curious about visual arts. And that's something that, you know, I learned I was bad at in quotes and that was for other people. So I've like returned and I'm like, let me just like take this class and learn how to draw and play with it. But I'm bringing this up because it has completely changed the way that I see the world and trees specifically. I noticed this in the park the other day. I was like, oh, I feel like I'm seeing nature and all the things around me in a different way than I was before. Like I'm really noticing the light on them and I'm really noticing the shape of them and like the tiny details of like just one leaf. I'm like, oh wow, like the different textures and the different like areas of light and shadow. And I was not looking at it in the same way before. So yeah, I feel so grateful for that ability to see in a different way that feels really fun and interesting. And like kids give us a different way to see the world and creativity does. And it's beautiful. I love that you just said that kids and creativity, because to me, they're one and the same. Mm. And it's part of why I'm willing to do different types of work. Um, I feel like my whole life is in devotion to creativity, whatever, yeah. that energy of creativity. Um, and you're, oh, I love that reflection of how developing a skill in a creative practice or in a, cre- in a visual arts in particular is allowing you to see more fully your visual mm-hmm. world. Right. Mm-hmm. And I, I think to myself, um, yeah, this, you, you, I don't remember if you mentioned this now or before we hit record, but you mentioned something about writing poetry. Mm-hmm. And so I'm sure language has a different flavor for you as you mm-hmm. developed that skill. And so now you're having another conversation start to emerge with your, with your visual surroundings and what you're able to take in um, as a result of developing a, a skill around a certain type of creative expression. That's beautiful. That's the best. It's the best. (laughs) And I think something that feels lovely about it is like the ability to just be led by curiosity and be like, there's no actual reason for this. I just want to, and it feels interesting and that feels fun. And also like, I don't have any expectation that I'm going to like be good at something or I have no expectation that I'm going to like draw this like incredible thing that other people will say is good but it is like something that I want to be in process with and just the practice of learning it and playing with it and exploring a new thing feels really meaningful and fulfilling and like that's enough that's that's all I want from it love it that's beautiful yeah I mean 
what you said is so beautiful about being in devotion to creativity. I'm wondering if you want to say anything more about that or yeah. I your mean, honestly, I'm, I'm figuring it out as I live. Right. So I'm just like, where am I supposed to go to next? <laughs> um, oh, there's a Montessori preschool and kindergarten. All right. Um, those, se- those children seem like they are creativity just in their human mm-hmm. form. So I'm going to go hang out with them and see what I can learn. Um, but I think for me, it's just, um, my, before doing the things that I'm up to now, which I, I'm not really focused on creating a career for myself as much as I am interested in serving creativity. Mm. And so that will take me on whatever adventures it will take me on. Right. Mm. Um, so before making that realization for myself and going after it. I worked in advertising as a, as a creative quote unquote, as a creative Mm -hmm. professional. Mm -hmm. And um, my training was in graphic design and uh, art direction. And we worked, one of the agencies that I worked at, we focused on like a lot of TV commercials and that kind of thing. And it just, you know, I think because of that experience, I understand maybe differently than other folks just how powerful creativity is because it is our birthright. Mm -hmm. Creativity is your birthright. You're born with it. You are it, right? Mm -hmm. And the children show me that day in and day out. They're funny. They're like coming up with stuff. They're like, they're cool. (laughs) Um, And here we are in an ad agency environment, harnessing this powerful energy for, um, for capitalism, for mm-hmm. consumption, um, and for, for that system in particular. And so, yes, I think when I, I don't think I would have been able to articulate that when I left the industry, but I did basically do <laughs> the quintessential did my yoga teacher training and one of my, <laughs> uh, yeah. And it, I actually, um, I actually never completed the certificate. i completed the whole program, taught community classes, um, all of it, all of it. Um, even eventually helped my teacher run retreats. Um, and I was like, uh, an assistant there, but I never got certified because by the end of the program, I realized this is not my path. Like teaching Mm -hmm. yoga, I needed to learn yoga. Teaching it is not necessarily where I'm headed. That's, it doesn't, I don't feel full, full inclination to, to go explore there. That, that might be someone else's lane. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I helped in the ways that I could, right. And stayed in the advertising industry, but eventually soon after uh, left it to start my own thing. And at first it was just more graphic design and branding, Mm -hmm. but this time with a different group in mind, people that I deemed, right. That I judged as doing good in the world. Mm -hmm. And I worked with a lot of um, coaches and therapists and um, some product-based businesses as well that were doing things like, uh, Yoni tea and steams mm. and things of, around that nature, around wellness, around um, self-exploration and those types of things that 
I had an inclination for and I had a skill set. And I was like, I don't know where else things will lead. Um, but I do have this combination. So let me just go keep exploring that. So again, it's not like the most linear path. And now I'm not doing that at all. I, I do it um for the businesses that I'm or in projects that I'm involved with, but um I'm not doing it for clientele anymore. Mm-hmm. And so yeah, it just I think people underestimate to go, I ramble, so I apologize. But um <laughs> sorry, sorry, not sorry. But yeah, to circle back to the original point, like there's we in the United States, and I would even go ahead and say, I'm gonna guess at a global scale as well, somebody else from other parts of the world, let us know. <laughs> but at least I'll speak for the United States experience um, are constantly being indoctrinated into thinking that creativity is not a part of us. Mm. That's on purpose. It is by design. <laughs> this is my TEDx talk, by the way. I'm just like, <laughs> whoa, running through my script right now. Hold on, Nadia. Hold on. It's not till December. <laughs> I'm like, I want it. I want it. <laughs> you know, I'm excited for it to come out, but I'm just like, what's the most abridged version I can do this in? But so yes. Um, well, I have I have this thing to, to say because of that experience, right? I just realized like this is on purpose. It's on purpose for us to feel like it's creativity comes from outside of us and it's something that you gain mm-hmm. or something that you hold or some as opposed to something that you just be. And, um, I do think that the two are at odds in a way. I actually know that I'm saying the, something that I don't totally believe right now because I, okay, I'm going to say it as precisely as I can. Capitalism being one of many systems of supremacy, culture, a culture of supremacy, of power dynamics, um, of power over others um, that we're up to right now on a collective scale, right? It's a huge part of what we're up to right now as human beings. Um, when, When people understand the true power of creative energy, of creativity, and they can realize that they don't need outside things mm. to be able to tap into that, that it's genuinely in our, like in our bodies and that we are expressions of that capitalism as a system will suffer because having worked in advertising so much is a cap- advertising is creativity being used as a tool to serve capitalism. That means that Whenever there's a perceived need, want, or lack, likely you will reach to buy something to be able to fill that up. Even just saying that out loud, I can feel the disempowerment that happens in that process. Mm -hmm. Imagine your godson. Is he taking the dustpan? perfectly and doing the same thing that you might be able to do as a grown up with fine motor skills firmly in control no 
but it is a, an act of creativity, an act of creation. He is cleaning. Mm-hmm. He is, you know, he's embracing his creative power. He's creating cleanliness mm-hmm. where there was once a mess. There might be a moment where it's the other way around, or suddenly, you know, this happens in our environments too. Suddenly, a child is holding like three socks and the urge to throw them up in the air and make a mess just overcomes their body. <laughs> and they have to be like, yeah. And things are flying everywhere. And you're like, whoa, well, you've just created a mess. So what now? <laughs> you know, um, again, there's a there's a balance, I guess, to be achieved. But like, I would just encourage people to think about in what ways am I interacting with my life from from denying my own creative power mm-hmm. and understanding that that is um, by design that you feel that way and will be in service of capitalism as well in a different in a different flavor. You will be participating in consumerism in a in a from a place of lack, as opposed from a place of just like some things we actually do just need. Like if I want to build a house, I will need the lumber. I will need the, you know, so, um, and yeah, chances are myself included. I'm not, you know, I've definitely been like, why did I just buy that? Mm. What, what just happened? I came in here for one thing, milk, you know, like, or (laughs) I came in here for, you know, I came in here to buy one thing and the thing that I needed. And I came out, I walked out with 10. Mm. What's that about? It's weird. Who took over my body? Weird. <laughs> Weird. <laughs> mm-hmm. So yeah, that this is, and so the the nuance that I will also say that um, y'all are hearing it here because this is not part of my script is I actually don't believe that creativity is in competition with capitalism. Mm. Creativity is. Period. Punto. Yeah, that's the whole entire thing. Um. Just like how uh, I think it's in Judaism, hmm? um, where it's uh, this concept of I am. Mm. That's it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, in a nutshell, yes, capitalism will suffer, consumerism will suffer, systems of domination, cultures of supremacy whatever, I don't know what the latest lingo is for all these things that are just different ways of reflecting the same dynamic that we're up to, will suffer when we realize that creativity is in us. It's not something that you go out and study. It's not something, you can study a a skill that we've categorized as creative. I, I have a whole diploma and a whole career and profession and people pay me for it, but I was creative before. Mm-hmm. I'm still creative now. I'm not in the industry. Nothing, nothing has changed that about me. And that's the invitation is like, notice the ways in which you're creative already and honor if you want to learn a, a, a skill that we've labeled as creativity. That's fine. You might need to buy some paints. It's cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but creativity is not, it just, it's happening around us all the time. It's happening in us all the time. Yeah. So I'm going to get off my soapbox now. (laughs) (laughs) No, I love it. And I agree. I mean, like, 
yeah, taking the drawing class is beautiful. And that didn't make me creative. That was just something that I felt like I wanted to learn to pour some of my creativity into, but my creativity is abundant and infinite and inherent. Exactly. You got to choose a new skill that you wanted to share and, and Mm -hmm. go and dive in. That's learning is very creative. It's a creative Mm -hmm. process as well, but yeah, Mm -hmm. I just, I, I wish people would understand, like, that's my, that's my want is for people to understand, um, that feeling disconnected from, cause I would hear that all the time. Oh, I'm not creative. Mm -hmm. That's why I'm hiring you. Yeah. I'm like, what? (laughs) That makes no sense. I have a skill. Like I also play the violin. Mm. I have a skill in that. Doesn't mean that I'm going to have, it's not transferred to some of it will get transferred if I picked up a flute, but a lot of it won't, (laughs) you know? So it's just, I think if we expand what creativity means and understand that it's an energy and that it's in us already, you don't need to go anywhere to go get it. Mm. It's already there. And you might, start noticing that's my invitation to anyone that's listening like just notice the ways in which you're already living it mm. already being it and um and whenever you can you know share it with yourself with a friend yeah. a loved one yeah cuz i will also say that's another thing i w- i learned about the ch- from from the children is i know exactly when something important has been created because we do have um we do have roles right in that we play in a classroom environment and so part of part of my role and responsibility as their educator are things and we'll share this with them you know please listen to us our job is to keep you safe mm-hmm. you know so there but if the child does not hand over some of their power to us we don't have it they're just lending it to us for a little bit. I think a lot of people forget this. This is what we're up to, right? Like we have all the power all the time and we're handing it out to others. So in the child with the child, it's like even more complex because it's their uh, caretakers or parents that are making the decision who will be that person that will guide them, right? A A child is very dependent. To circle back because that's a whole other story, and I will <laughs> go down that road. Um, I know that something important has been created when they come up to me, which I represent. Um, I represent a lot of things, I think, for them, including person in charge, right? Mm-hmm. Like, okay, well, that grown up over there named Nadia um, is in charge of us. <laughs> Her parents tell me this. Uh, my caretakers tell me this. Uh, the other children are telling me this. The teachers are telling me this. Must be true. They come up to you when they've drawn something or created something that they're really proud of. They will show it. They will mm-hmm. share it mm-hmm. with each other, with their teacher, people that they care about. They'll share it with them. And what's really, really beautiful that is different than what we've been told to do as we, you know, allow for these systems by living in them, they live in us. Mm. Um, what's really beautiful is that like, there's no real competition happening unless if they're racing and that's like 
what they're up to, right? <laughs> like who's the fastest. But if there's a moment where a child is like, I made this, other children, and again, the, the Montessori environment in particular, I, I can't speak for other environments, but it's cre- it's uh, designed so then the children can also interact with one another and it's multiple ages in one environment on purpose. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've seen so many times where they're just like, they look at a letter that they've just made and they're like, yay. And another child will look in, at them and look at the work and say, wow, good job. Thumbs up. And that's it. They move on. Or if they've created something that they will, and no one's around to, to recognize it, they will find someone. And that's what I mean. They'll show, look, Miss Nadia, look, wow, you've created something. You want to tell me about it? How does it feel? And, you know, I see you used a lot of colors. Yes. <laughs> a whole story. Because also, I'm not here to decipher their art. I'm here to witness their art making, right? So um, I, I really think that all of those things, it's just important to be able to remember that, yeah, sharing also our creations is important. If you make a really good meal, you probably want to remember the recipe. Mm-hmm. You know, you're like, yo, next time so-and-so comes over, I'm making this again. Mm-hmm. It's going to be fire. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna eat well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think there's something in what you're sharing for me about the ways that creativity like allows us to, I don't know, inhabit more of ourselves and in the sharing of that and letting that be witnessed, we get to share more of ourselves and our soft bits and our hearts. And that feels really lovely. That feels like what. I'm here to do like, that's what I want to do with my life. (laughs) Get it. (laughs) I'm into it. More people doing that, please. (laughs) Anya, I feel like I want to ask your thoughts about literally every concept that exists and every idea in life. And (laughs) I I appreciate that. Let me tell you, (laughs) one of the things that is true about me, at least for in this moment, I'm an overthinker. And in some ways, it's like the coolest thing ever because I can go off. I'm like, what if this is 10 layers deeper than it needs to be? But sometimes it's like, uh, you were just trying to get your breakfast together. Like, calm down. You're running late. (laughs) You're still living this human life, lady. (laughs) But maybe it is 10 layers deeper. (laughs) Both can be true. Both are true. I'll be like, okay, I'll think about it in the car. (laughs) (laughs) To bring it back to what we were talking about before we hit record, that's Mm. very Scorpio to me. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. So for context, Aaron and I found out that we have same, same, but different North and South nodes in astrology. Mm And so you are Scorpio North Node, Taurus South Node. Yeah. And then I'm, wait, I'm going to say Scorpio South Node, Taurus Mm -hmm. North Node. So we've got a lot to learn from one another. We've got a lot to learn from one another. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. yeah. And 
even in this moment too, I'm thinking about what you said in the beginning about those 50 days around your birthday. Mm. I'm a Libra and I just had my birthday. So you're finishing up your 50 days of like decay and I'm in the beginning of my 50 days of rebirth. And yeah, that feels really lovely. (laughs) In what ways are you a seed? (laughs) Pushing out through (laughs) the soil. I'm here world. Made it. Hello world. (laughs) Yeah. I really do feel so changed by not like the day of my birthday, but yeah, this year. And in a lot of ways, I feel like a little seed, even though there's also a lot of decay still happening. Um, Mm -hmm. But I think I'm planting seeds that I've wanted to for a long time. And I got brave enough to do it, maybe, or brave enough to let some things die so that they could be planted. And that feels good. That's the realist. You're like, it's kind of there, but not quite there, but it's sort of happening. But like, we're not really sure. It's all happening together. (laughs) That resonates. That resonates. So, oh my gosh, I am in my own version of that all the time too. Totally. Mm -hmm. One other thing that I think this might be more of a request, but I, or like a dream. I wish more people would uh, imagine, use that creative power to imagine just like imagine into the fact that we're all so complex and so simple Mm -hmm. at the same time. Right. And so then you're just like, I don't know. I think that there's a lot more tenderness, room for tenderness. um, When we, when we approach one another with that, you know, Mm. because we don't know what's in decay for someone and what's being reborn and Mm-hmm. Yeah, so much tenderness there. Mm-hmm. I don't want to, but I need to <laughs> ask oh you God. the last question I always ask on the show. <laughs> What's the last question? The last question is because the name of the podcast is Living Open. What does Living Open mean to you? What comes up when you hear that? Hmm. I love this question. For me, when I breathe into living open, what comes up is the that interconnectedness of all things, you know, mm-hmm. and the amount of trust that that requires to to live into that. Um, it's something that I've been very consciously learning and repatterning in myself because I grew up with a lot of fear-based programs. Like you got to look out for yourself. Um, Also, quite frankly, like the United States is a scary place for us. Um, People are out to get you here. Um, And we landed in the United States. I don't have memories of this, but we landed in the United States because of a military coup in Panama, Mm. which is where I was supposed to grow up essentially, right? I thought it was Panamanian until I moved back to the US at age like three and a half. And um and I'm not Panamanian. I'm American, Moroccan, Colombian, but that's what happened. And so there's a lot of repatterning for for embracing the trust that comes and the faith that comes with 
with leaning into that interconnectedness, trusting that it is a, a web that I don't understand or or know the design, but I can tend to my bits and um, and be tended to as well. And like, mm-hmm. what might it look like to do that? Living more vulnerably, making asks mm-hmm. when, and um, there's something that I feel compelled to say uh, making the ask for what we need doesn't necessarily mean that you need to be in a crisis in order mm. to ask. There's no like, one of my most recent really, really big asks was one where I asked for um, financial resourcing for peace of mind. Mm. Um, I knew that I was making some moves where my income would be affected and for a certain amount of time. And I was just like, you know what? I actually would love to be financially resourced, like basically right this moment for like the next few months. So then I can set things up on auto pay. Like that's the realist, right? Like I was just, that was my ask. That was my ask. And, um, and there's a lot of nuances at play here, but I will just jump to the result, which was I I got resourcing. I got resourced in the ways that I needed. Mm-hmm. So it's not like always um, things are, it's not, it doesn't always have to be stories of sacrifice is what I want to say. You didn't, you don't need to earn being resourced. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there's something there around the interconnectedness the living open um, and, and, and trust for me. Great mm. question. Yeah. Thank like, you so much oh. for sharing. <laughs> Not more than I intended. <laughs> if you think of 10 more layers later, like, you know, right? <laughs> sure, Aaron. Hello. This is my follow-up email. <laughs> I want to hear it. <laughs> to our interview. <laughs> thank you so much for, for reaching out and inviting me to be on, on your show. It means a lot. And, mm. um, truly, truly, if anyone wants to reach out, like, and chat some more, like, I love yeah. these topics. So. <laughs> Where can people find you and connect with you? Yes. Okay. Yeah. I guess I did just say that. Um, thank you. <laughs> um, I am not the most active on Instagram right now, but that would be my favorite social media platform. And I am there. I'm just not posting much information. I'm not outputting. I'm more like taking in. <laughs> so you're, anyone is welcome to reach out to me there. And also my email is uh, Nadia at NadiaPayan.com. Um, my, that's my website too. So um, I'm again, not the fastest, but I will get back to you at some point. <laughs> so just, you know, reach out and, um, and, and I'll do what I can with my, the resourcing that I have in that moment. Mm. Mm -hmm. that's the real thank you so much for being here and for sharing I I feel so soft in your presence I know it's lovely thank you that's the that gives me a lot of joy thank you I receive that so much please do (laughs) I'm just like wait a minute let that land girl yeah (laughs) um there is one more thing that I wanted to share because I realize yeah in particular likely the people who are listening to this and I mentioned it earlier 
Um, I do run a uh, co-created membership space called Aligned Visionaries. Mm -hmm. And that's like, we do explore that concept of like, okay, we're humaning in 2020, whatever. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I've dated myself for the next decade. I'm good. (laughs) And, um, And also we are willing to explore ourselves and willing to embrace our spirituality. And so we're really just, it's a community of people who are interested in having both of those types of conversations. Like, how do I share my work with the world and stay in my own root system and integrity and cultivating my own deeper self? So, yeah, it's really, I realized like, yeah, I mentioned it earlier. That's alignedvisionaries.com. That's another place where that's where I'm doing probably like the most teaching right now. Mm-hmm. Teaching or sharing, depending on who you ask. <laughs> sharing and guiding. <laughs> sharing and guiding. I'll put the links in the description so people can thank find you. It. <laughs> I appreciate that. Yeah. Of course. Thank you so much for listening. If you loved this episode, please do tap five stars and leave us a nice review on whatever podcast platform you're listening on. I appreciate it so, so much. And it's a really lovely way to be in exchange with the show, with an indie podcast. You can check out all the links mentioned in this episode in the description, and I'll be back on Monday with another episode. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss it and stay in touch on Instagram at E-R-Y-N-J underscore or Patreon until then.